Hello and welcome to the kingdom. I am Justin. I'm Josh. And did you know that 1.3 million Earths could fit within the sun? That's a lot of Earths, and these are a lot of space facts. This is the Do Life Project. Cheers, buddy. So it's funny because now I hear 1.3 million and million doesn't really mean that much to me anymore. Right? You're like, oh, yeah, million would be cool, but a a billion would be a lot cooler. Be a lot cooler. And then a trillion. Woo. Yeah. 30, what's it? 11 days. 11 days is a million. 31 years is a billion. 32,000 years is a trillion. Yeah, that's, it's mind numbing. It is fucking mind numbing. So we are here for another sip and read. Woohoo! Favorite. Thing, one one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, I would say so. Um, we're gonna talk about a book by Nicholas Bear, Nick Bear, which uh, you and I both watch on YouTube, and yep. um, you know, I've been a fan of his company for uh, BPN Beer Performance Nutrition for a while. He wrote a book, Twenty Four Hours a Day, uh, a couple years ago, um, that I think is readable, simple, to the point. So I, I love that step by step guide you know, some tangible things. And I think this book provides it. Uh, so I'm excited to talk about that. Uh, have you, have you read the book? I haven't. And I was actually just going to say that I'm excited to hear about it because I do like Nick bear. I like all of his, um, workout supplements. That's yeah. pretty much the only thing I use. Yep. Same. Um, and he's been super successful. So it, I'm, and I'm he's very been, interested. He's been super successful. When you think about a supplement company, his company has been super successful the right way. Yeah. And yes. that means he's not cutting corners. Everything is tested. Everything is high quality. He has a degree in sports science, I think. Like something that ties into the the knowledge behind supplements. All of his supplements are clean. Mm. They, they, they fucking work. I would man. say they work. They work, dude. And they don't make you feel like shit. You know what I mean? Right. I've had some... I use his pre-workout. I use his endo pump. I use a bunch of different stuff that that he has. Mm-hmm. And I've had pre-workout where I felt like I was gonna. I, I, I had I, lightning in my veins. I was gonna die. Yeah, dude, you know. Yeah. And that his gets you just enough where you can where you can really put out during your workout, but like you're not dying. Right. You know, from from the inside out. So super excited to talk about that. Before we get into it. Justin has provided the beverages today. Oh, uh, yeah. You never know what you're going to get. I mean, this this can looks groovy. Why don't you tell us about what we're sipping on right now? Yeah, sure. So we are sipping on Leisure Mode. Uh, it comes out of Mayflower Brewing Company. It's a light and hazy New England IPA. Uh, one pint has 4.5% alcohol by volume. That's all it says on the can, aside from the fact that it was craft brewed and canned in Plymouth, Massachusetts. God, we keep going. I mean, you know what? Good for us. Right, yeah. Okay? Buy local. We keep getting these independent craft beers. Drink local. Fucking drink local, eat local, shop local. But what's great about this, I've never had this beer before, and uh, I only bought it because of the can. The can is fun. I honestly didn't even know the name of it until I just read it. It looks like a That 70s Show Yeah, it's type of vibe, right? It makes you feel good. It's, it kinda, makes it's got you... a little bit of fun to it. It it looks like a Friday night. Yes. Yeah. It does. Yeah, I it dig does. it. I dig it. And it tastes exactly how the can looks. Mm-hmm. Like it's exactly what I would expect it to taste like. 
That's interesting, but you are 100% right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So what would you rate this? And I go to you first because you are an IPA guy. Um, This is not typically my go-to drink. I really dig this. And I like the fact that it sounds going to sound weird. I like the fact that it's 4.5. That means that I could drink four of these. Like if I drank four heady toppers, I would be absolutely blitzed. Yeah. I I can drink four of these and and you know I'm not going to drive anywhere but you know I'll be fine. You yeah. know what I mean? You could function. It tastes good. I mean it tastes like a light and hazy New England IPA. It's it's pretty good. You know, I'd I'd say honestly what's getting me is is the can and the vibe of the beer is making me want to rate it you know, higher. I think it's very drinkable. I could have a couple of these. I don't know if I could have more than like two or three because it is it is an IPA, so it is a little bit on the heavier side. It does still have some weight. But it's light for an IPA. It's yes. light. But it, it's, it's pretty good. I would probably go like 7.2. 7.2. That lines up very nicely with my seven. Seven, yeah. yeah. This is really good. And I don't better know. Better than if, average. It is better than average. And I don't know if it's, like you said, the vibe or if it's, the taste, and I don't really care. I don't care either. It's a combination of both, I think. Yeah, so I would give it a seven. Again, Good job, Mayflower. Whoever your uh, graphic designer is. Also dope, yeah. Should give him a raise. Should. But yeah, this leisure mode is uh, it's surprisingly very good, and it does make me want to just relax a little bit and have a good time. Yeah. Cut loose. Cut a little cutting. A little cutting action. A little cut. A little snip, snip. A little snip, snip. A little snip, 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 snip. All right, let's let's uh, let's get into the book. Let's jump. All right, so um, according to the book, right, the, I guess the, the, the main idea of the book is conventional wisdom says you should live as if you have fewer hours in a day. Okay. Therefore, you should cram as much into each hour as you possibly can so you maximize your output. According to Nick, according to the book, that's backwards. Okay. Instead of cramming, you should be prepared to work hard 25 hours a day if that's what's required. Okay. So let me talk a little bit about Nick. Nick is the founder and president of Beer Performance Nutrition. Uh, it's a performance nutrition and supplement company. Uh, he graduated from Indiana University uh, with a bachelor's degree of science, majoring in nutrition. Oh, okay. Uh, Nick Beer served four years active duty as an infantry officer in the United States Army, which that's actually what sort of blew him up on YouTube was his day in the life of Say day an in infantry the life officer. Of yeah, it was awesome. Yep. Uh, he also completed U.S. Army Ranger School, which is one of the hardest uh, military schools to complete. Uh, he completed it in 141 days. That's about double the usual time. Uh, a candidate normally takes. Generally, what happens is you get recycled. There's multiple phases. You get hurt. Shit happens. Okay. Uh, in his spare time while he was stationed in South Korea, Nick worked on building BPN along with his father and his brother, which he had started in college as a passion project. Uh, he ran the company from a one-room army barracks while he continued to work full-time in the army. And today, BPN has a multiple seven-figure annual turnaround, uh, specifically... You've got to overcommit to whatever you're passionate about. That's his that's his go-to thing. The 25-hour mindset. So, wait, before we go into that, yeah. I just want to say how 
impressive it is to build a company that way. Again, you're fighting for our country. You're like in in a in Korea. You're not you're not even remotely close to your product, and yet you're still able to get it off the ground. And again, I know his dad helped. I know his brother Preston helped. Yep. But that's that's amazing. So, that, sorry. No, you're good. So he was actually the the um he was intel like like for a guy that didn't have any business experience, right? If you think about his right. his his degree, it's in nutrition, not right? business, yeah, not business in the army. They don't teach about business in the army. Um, you know what he has said multiple time, time and time again. He learned business by doing business, mm. which I think is is hard for some people, but. Back when when he was in, uh, the army would give officers not the army but but banks. You know, we have military banks. We have USAA. We have Navy Federal. We have a, a bunch of them that cater specifically to the military, and they were offering officers, I think, twenty or thirty thousand dollar loan. Um, it was either it was either a forgivable loan or something that that they could take advantage of. And a lot of the officers went and bought. Camaros and vroom, vroom. other senseless things. He took that money and reinvested it back into BPN. Mm. And he talks a lot about that, about the reinvesting and yeah. all the money he makes just goes right back in. Yeah. And again, I mean, it's, it's proven that he, he knows what he's doing. And I think it's really interesting that he did it by kind of trial and error. I think that's fascinating. It is. I mean, it's, um, I feel like it's uncommon yeah, that's an uncommon thing, and they're huge now. Oh yeah, I mean they're they just moved into retail. Yep, they're they're, they're he's got his podcast, and they're they're huge now. Yeah, they've they've and they've done it right. I think you said that at the very beginning. Yeah, that again, it was the right way. It was not like this overnight success. It was let's make sure we have all of our ducks in a row, and that this is going to be the best thing for the customer. Yep. And it also seemed like if you watch his his YouTube channel, um, which sort of, gra- I mean, if you want to learn about business, watch the guy's YouTube channel. Sure. Because uh, he did staggered growth. He would only start renting out new warehouse space when it was absolutely critical for them to do so. You know, you don't, because there is a such thing as growing too fast. Oh, yeah, I, you definitely. Know? So um, I've been a big fan of his. And, and, you know, he's also, he's an athlete. So a lot of his YouTube videos and a lot of his branding and channel, obviously being the owner of a nutrition and supplement company, he's an athlete himself. Um, and he'll sort of document these different goals that he's, that he's going for, whether it be an Ironman, he has an Ironman series that, that that's what it's called, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he has an Ironman series where it's his entire prep and, and the buildup and the race and marathons and ultra marathons. And now he's in this hybrid build where, he, you know, he wants to put on. So it's very, very interesting because you can see how you can see how how someone does anything is how they do everything where everything about him trying to reach the goal is done with intention and purpose in the right way. He's not trying to cut corners. 100%. He puts in the work. And, and the other thing that I think is really cool about his channel, and then we can get back into the book, is that you get to see his life outside of the business too. Like he's a husband, he's a new dad. Yeah, brand new dad. Um, yeah. Again, he's got his family and everything like that. Yep. Still makes it all work. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he's, I mean, you know, he seems like, it looks like. It, yeah, of course. A good dad, a good husband. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, he could He could be an asshole. He probably, could be. Probably uh, not. But probably not, but you could be. You never know. I mean, the internet, you can lie. Sure can. But I don't, I, I don't get that vibe. No, me neither. Not at all. And his wife seems like a total sweetheart. They all seem overly nice. Yeah. Like and maybe that's questionable. Yeah. I mean, they live in Texas, though. Yeah, Everybody in Texas is super fucking nice, dude. Strange. But I mean, in closing, cool guy. Cool, cool guy. Cool channel. Cool content. Yeah. Check um, out the YouTube channel for yeah. sure. For sure. And I feel like if, if you if you like us, you'll like him. Yeah. And if you don't like him and you still like us, that's great. That's fine too. That's cool. We don't mind. No. So I feel like we can boil the book down to eight key pieces that make up the 25-hour mindset. Groovy. Number one, embrace the suck. Yes. So this is actually a military term, uh, and essentially it's it's developing the ability to have the intestinal fortitude <clears throat> to get through. Is that intestine? <laughs> Some child. <laughs> you shut your fucking mouth. Intestinal fortitude uh, to to get through tough times. And if you can try and find happiness and fulfillment during challenging times, that attitude will serve you well. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. I think that's interesting because even Juliana had said that, that a lot of people are not comfortable being uncomfortable and that you need to be. You need to have some semblance of comfort when shit's going wrong. And, and I think I think if you want to be ultra successful, you have to get you have to get to the place where and do this in steps. You have to get to a place where you're comfortable being uncomfortable. Then you have to get to a place where you're happy mm. being uncomfortable. And and you can go from God, this fucking sucks to this is great. Mm-hmm. I get to do this, even at even at the worst moments. It's a privilege I can be here. It's a, yeah, I I I get to do this, and I think the people that can embrace the suck, and not just a facade of it, but actually find the 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 light in it, have a higher chance of being ultra successful. I would agree with that. Because I, I think a lot of people do put that facade on, put that face on that like, oh, this isn't a big deal or, oh, this is great. This is all those things. And inside they're like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Number two, if it were easy, everyone would do it. That's like my favorite saying. Yeah. How hard could it be? How hard could it be? <laughs> right? Probably pretty challenging. So, uh. Essentially, whenever you're knee-deep in a challenge, remind yourself that if it was easy, anyone could do it. Never lose sight of that fact. It will motivate you to keep going and survive the hard times. So a little uh, inside baseball, a little insider knowledge. I say that to myself a lot. Like, that's one of my, like, mantras mantras that, you know, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Because there are so many things that you want in life, and then you start doing them, and it's like, oh, this is kind of hard. Yeah, that's why only a handful of people do it. Yeah. Or that's that's why only this small community gets to do it. I think that's I think we lose a lot of people there. I think so too. And I think that um I feel like 
and and don't get me wrong, these are all like all all eight of these are are really good, but I feel like you have a higher chance of successfully implementing them if it's something that you're enjoying. Yeah. Right. Like yes. you can't be like. <laughs> You don't want to embrace the suck on something that like just fucking sucks. You don't like that. Not not that sucks, but that that you don't care about or or you don't find interesting or you don't enjoy. You're not gonna care if if you know anybody would do it if it was something that you didn't give a shit about. True. That's so very true. I also feel like this is good. These are good metrics for realizing. Because I feel like we can trick ourselves into thinking that we enjoy something or we like something or we should be passionate about something because of X, Y, and Z, right? Parents' influence or friends' influence or whatever the case may be. I feel like if you're thinking about this and you're trying to be like, and you and I have talked about this, whether it be about a book or a thing or a tournament, like I don't really know how I feel about it yet. Mm -hmm. I feel like people rush to knowing how they feel about it. Oh, 100%. And you can use these not only as avenues for success, but also as gauges for, do I fucking like this? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, and even talking about, you know, if this was easy, everybody would do it. I mean, you know that over the past week, I have been like struggling with certain aspects of the podcast and editing, getting everything together. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love it. Every second of it. It was great. It was stressful, but I you don't. Do. You don't show it. Anytime I get, I'll get like a text and you're like, oh, fucking, you know, it's a, whatever, X, Y, and Z. What, what, because uh, what the fuck am I? I, I'm not, I know that I'm useless to you in that regard. No. But I want to be, no, I totally am. But I want to like be there for you. So I'm like, what, what, what do you think we can do about mm. it? <laughs> and I always try to be like, I'm not stressed yet. So yeah. don't, you don't be stressed. Not a big deal. I just want to let you know this is fucked up, and but it's, it's going to be fine. It's I know. And then, <laughs> and then once we fix it, you're like, you have no idea how much of a tizzy I was. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was bad. But no, again, I mean, if it was easy, everybody would do it. And this is, this is not hard. This is not rocket science, but. Well, there are challenges with anything. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And, and. On a, and we talked, you know, we talked about this with uh, Starry Messenger, right? On a on a micro level, it can look like the end of the world. Yeah. And if you zoom out a little bit, it's like, all right, well, whatever. Worst case scenario is, yeah, we we don't do it. We don't do it, and we figure it out from there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. And we delay a release for a week or whatever. It's mm -hmm. not it's not going to be a big deal. It's not the end of the world. Not saving lives. Not yet. Not yet. One day. Maybe we are. You don't know. You don't know. That's true. Don't know yet. Number three. Survive the tough times. I feel like that goes to number one, which is embrace the suck. I agree. The only way to survive the tough challenges is to clear your head of distractions and then overcommit and obsess on your goals. It really is a matter of willpower. I agree with that. It also helps to remind yourself tough challenges make everything else look easy. Oh, that's interesting. You can kind of take that and uh, trick yourself into it. Not tricking yourself, but... You're shifting your own perspective. Yes, yeah. And that sort of goes to like our whole fucking theme here, mm -hmm. right? It's like go out, experience life, do hard things... And it makes the rest of your life look relatively not, maybe not easy, 
but manageable. I, yeah, manageable, and I think there's a uh, level of appreciation. Maybe I don't know if that's yeah. the right word, but I yeah, I feel like that's the right word. Like where it's again, you went through level this, of gratitude. Yeah, gratitude. There we go. Yeah, gratitude, gratitude, little gratitude. <laughs> Surviving tough times, right? That's 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 hard. That's hard. Yeah. Not impossible though. Survive though. That's the word that I'm like hung up on. Why are you hung up on it? Cuz I have I have my thought on it from just hearing it the first time. I like that it's not thrive in tough times and, and fucking excel in tough times yeah. and be the best version of you in tough times. It's realistic. It's realistic. Like fucking hunker down get through and it. survive. Get dude. through this shit. And survive, dude. And honestly, I see a lot of things through jujitsu now. Like, I see it through that lens just because that's such a big part of my life. And that's been, like, the most glaringly obvious one so far in terms of jujitsu is, like, sometimes you just survive. Like, you're getting the the fucking brakes beaten off of you. And it's just hunker down, weather the storm, do fucking damage control. Let's get through. Just get through it. Yeah, I, I I feel like it's more realistic. What are your thoughts on it? No, I agree. It when you first read it, it was like survive, which to me is just like just get through. You don't need to go above and beyond. You don't need to do anything more than what is required to get through it. Your responsibility is to survive. And if you do that. You have the opportunity to come out the other side, learn from the tough time. Why did why why did that happen? Mm-hmm. How did, was that self inflicted? Was that something that had to do with outside conditions? What caused that? How did I survive? Yep. And what it also does in my mind is it gives you a callback to I've 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 been through something tough. I was just gonna say that it, it teaches you how to deal with that moment in the future and now it's no longer just survive now it is that thrive it is that make this negative a positive turn that frown upside down and it's little increments yes each tough time you get a little bit better at it a little bit better at it a little bit better at it yeah because you learn a different skill probably every time yeah or you're honing it or or you're you're sharpening a skill right yeah something like that yeah i like that one number four become a learning machine this has been this has been a reoccurring thing in a lot. I don't know if you've noticed that, but in a lot of the books, a lot of the books, these step by step sort of let me lay it out for you books. A lot of it has become a learning machine. Learn as much as possible. You know why? Whatever the case may be. Why? Because knowledge is power. Knowledge is not power. Knowledge is sexy though. The use of knowledge is power. Okay. Fucking splitting hairs there, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> Shit. So learning will be at the core of everything you do and what you achieve in the future. Whatever else you try and do, turn yourself into a learning machine. It's absolutely the only way to get ahead and succeed. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I don't know that I can actually add anything of value to that because I feel like that's very... Uh, very on point. It's like the more you know, the more you know. So we talked about this, I feel like, a lot during the episode of Kill Your Ego, mm-hmm. right? We talked about how an ego can get in the way of the 
potential for learning and stuff like that. 100%. Why do you feel... So you, you, you said that it keeps coming up because knowledge is power. Yes. Right? Why do you feel like there is a need for it to continue to come up if that is the case? Like, what is holding people back from being a learning machine and just absorbing as much information in the thing that they're passionate about that is going to make them amongst the best in the world at it? Because they don't want to. Because they don't have that level of dedication. That's more time that needs to be sacrificed. That's more effort that needs to go in. That's just more. And people, in my opinion, and I'm guilty of this too, feel like, you know, I've put my feet in the water and uh, that's enough. I might be able to pick up everything I need doing this. It just might take longer. And that's not, that's not true, but it's a nice little lie that you can tell yourself. But I think that's why it keeps coming up because of how important it is. Again, I mean, you... Well, that's not really how I want to say it. But like, you're not the first person. You're not the second person, you're like the millionth person, billionth person that's tried this. You think you have it all figured out? You think you have all the fucking ideas? No. Not even close. So all the people that have been there before you, some of them have gotten the nerve to write a couple books. Why are you going to start from zero? You don't have to. I think that's so important. And it's something that, again, myself included, you don't really think about at the jump. At least I don't, but knowledge, knowing what you're talking about, knowing how to kind of deal with certain things and handle certain things and being like, oh, this has come up before. I think that's invaluable. I agree. I was worried you weren't going to. No, I agree. I think, I think it's everything that you said. I think it's everything that you said. And I also think that it's, it's, it's our egos that get in the way as well. We, in in our given field, and the thing that you want to be the best in the world at, if, if you have that desire, if you found that thing, mm-hmm. a lot of people want it to be their idea that got them there. Yeah. Oh, right? that's so true. That's a great point. They want it to be, it's, this was my idea. Like, who's yeah. the fuck if it was your idea? What's it matter? Exactly. What's it matter if it was your idea? Use somebody else's knowledge. Use somebody else's knowledge. Gain a deeper knowledge than that. And then pass that on. Mm-hmm. I agree. It, it get, gets frustrating. <laughs> I feel that. It gets frustrating thinking about it and talking to people about it. It's just like, I feel like we get in our own way a lot. We do. Yeah. I feel like constantly. Yeah, constantly. Just constantly. Let's move on to number five. Five? Five. Kill your idea of entitlement. Okay. It's dangerous to feel like you're entitled to something. Forget about it. It's toxic. Instead, have the mindset that you're going to work and struggle for everything you ever get because that is far closer to the truth. I think that's another common theme too, that again, you're not 
entitled to shit. You're not owed anything. Like Even when you feel like you are. Yeah, it don't matter. It doesn't matter. Universe will let you know. The, the Yeah, it's just the, the, the world doesn't care what you think or you believe you're entitled to. It doesn't give a fuck about your timeline or no, anything else. It just doesn't, right? So what are your options? Option number one is fucking quit mm-hmm. and walk away. And if it's something that you're not passionate about and it's something that you don't care about and it's something that's not important to you, you should quit. I was saying maybe you should walk away. Maybe you should walk away mm-hmm. and stop wasting your fucking time and go find something that you do care about. That's not a bad thing either. It's not a bad thing. Not at all. But make a decision. Yes. Make a decision. Yeah, don't, it's don't your sit life. on the fence. It's your life. You got one. As far as we know. As far as we know. Sorry. <laughs> From my recollection, I've got one. Yeah, no, that's fair. If I've had 500, I don't fucking know about them. What's option number two? Option number two is recognizing that nobody gives a fuck about your timeline. The world doesn't care about how you feel. No one gives a fuck about uh, how much work you feel like you've done or effort you think that you've put in. The market will tell you your value. That's not to say that you're not in the wrong place, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's not to say that you're not in the wrong place. And that goes back to that story of like the grandfather gifts the the granddaughter a car and she goes to the dealership and the dealership's like, I'll give you 500 bucks. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the next person's like, oh, I'll give you a thousand. The and, skyline. And the, the sky and the antiques like, I'll give you a fucking million dollars yeah. for it. It's like know where to go to find your value. That's a part of this, too. But that's also on you to make the decision to go to the market and determine your value. Sure. And I think that everything you just said, I think is a hundred percent on point. So I come at this from a different perspective a little bit. And I feel like this can be used for not only the things that you're like working towards, but really anything that happens to you. Um, we'll probably talk about this on an episode at the end of the month because it is November and we want to talk about men's health and everything like that. I typically do Movember and shave my beard, but with the long hair, I thought I'd look kind of creepy. So didn't go with just the mustache. You would have been, God, dude, we could have, we could have, man, Uh, we could have made you look like Dahmer, dude. That'd have been terrifying. We don't want to do that. (laughs) But having had cancer and everything, there's that moment of like, well, why me? I'm a good person. I recycle. I do all the things I'm supposed to do. I shouldn't have to deal with this. I'm entitled to a better life. Mm, fuck. And okay. And what I thought was really interesting is what my dad said, and that life is just picture Clifford. Life is a big giant dog that's running down the streets through the city and just indiscriminately picks people up, gives them a shake, and tosses them because it's a puppy, because it can. It doesn't care who you are, doesn't know any better. It just is. And then it goes about its day. And for whatever reason, that has always, for the last seven, eight, nine years, however long it's been, I think about that constantly. Like, you're not owed shit. It doesn't matter. You get what you get, and you got to do what you do with it. I've never thought about it from that perspective. Just, it, it doesn't matter. It's amazing. It's, it's strange. I've never thought about it from that perspective. Never had to. Thankfully. No. Yeah. No. I haven't. Life is unfair and all those things. And it's also super fair 
because it just doesn't give a fuck about yeah anything. Yeah, it's also very abundant. Abundant. Right? That's a good word. Thank you. That's a all right. Thank you. I see you. Just laying down pearls today. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to get into more of uh, Justin's experience with that in an episode this month. It was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's one way to describe it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, so we are on number six. six. Should we should we uh get to number eight, then pull out the whiskey or or your yeah, the bourbon? Or uh do you want to do it now? You want to switch it up a bit? Yeah, let's switch it up a let's little switch bit. Switch it up a bit. Let's, let's get switch it. it up a little bit. All right, you read number six. Okay. So number six is go all in or go home. If you want to succeed at everything, you have to go all in. The only way to create something special is to utterly, totally, and completely commit 100% to what you're doing. Go all in or go home. Without full commitment, to me... I feel like there's an opportunity to make mistakes. Uh, if you're doing something physical to get injured, um, th- there's so many things that could get missed. It's so important that if you're there, you're there. hundred percent. So I see this from uh, two different angles and probably more the, the more that I think about it, but immediately the two angles that I, that I think about are one, exactly what you said in uh, sports, right? So in Muay Thai and in Jiu-Jitsu, if you are not committing 100%, and I'm not talking about to the sport, but if you're not committing 100% to the movement that you are doing or to the technique that you are implementing or the defense that you are implementing, you are going to get hurt. You are going to get fucked up. You're not going to execute it the, the right way. And it's actually happened to me in both sports where I did not commit to the movement and I got, I got front kicked and I like snapped every ligament in my right foot in jujitsu. I did not base out and defend myself and commit to, even though I knew what I was supposed to do, I did not commit to it the right way. I got scissor sweeped and broke my toe. I just got to say that, there are a lot of cool names in jujitsu, scissor sweep and hip flip and shit like that. <laughs> like it's awesome. Scissor sweep, rear naked choke, Kimura. Kimura is another Kilo. great one. I love it. We learned a toe hold last night. Uh, Sounds sexy. I'll do it to you after, dude. It's fucked. Ooh. It it fucking hurts, bro. I'm all set. Thanks. Uh, wrist lock. Yeah, yeah. There are a bunch of cool names. Um, and then I think about it from a military perspective. In the army, we always say hesitation kills. Hesitation kills. Can you elaborate on that? I'll do something super simple. You're um, you're at an intersection and you're pulling out into traffic, and there is an opportunity for you to go, and you go halfway and you hesitate, and you get into a car accident. Got to go full send. You got. You just have to commit. That's interesting. You just have to commit to it, right? It also. It also. If you're thinking about a plan, 
right? What I see a lot of uh, logisticians, the people that are doing the the mission planning, is they argue over, and again, it's because everybody wants to have the idea. You know, they argue over uh, how how we're going to do the plan and what are we going to do and the X's and the O's, where what I have found is it is better to violently execute a decent plan than never execute a perfect plan. 100%. If you're waiting for a perfect plan, probably not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. I think of this, you said from jujitsu and then from the military, I think of it from growing up doing action sports and riding my bike. It's for like, sure. okay, you want to do a flip. If you think about it too long, it's a problem. You just literally got to get on the bike and pull back. Yep. And commit to that motion and it will come around. But if you don't fully commit, you're going to get hurt. And I think I've always found that to be uh, humbling almost. And you're going to get hurt bad. Oh, yeah. You're not going to get hurt like, oh, I got a scrape. You're going to get get, hurt bad. You'll get a scrape if you fall having fully committed. Because, again, you fully commit. That doesn't mean that you're going to land the trick or that you're going to execute the mission or anything like that. It's going to be less painful. And then I also think about it from this perspective of our our podcast. Okay. You and I have 100% committed to and gone all in on making sure that we stay on our release schedule. Yes. And we we have developed consistency in our episodes. Yes. And we're picky with who we bring on. Yes. And the conversations that we have and the episode we have episodes that we haven't released because we we just didn't think that 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 we were good or it just it just wasn't it wasn't going to add value to the audience. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we were half ha- and we've had pretty good success compared like like from the from the norms that we've seen, right? Based even, on and even just comparing us month over month. Just yeah. Week over week. Week over week comparing us to ourselves, we found good success in that. And I don't think that that's by accident. I think that that's a byproduct of us committing 100% to making sure that we have consistency in our episodes. We're delivering value. We're only releasing what we believe to be good, valuable content. And we're doing it on a schedule. No matter if we have to move things around or we have to we have to flex something or whatever, mm-hmm. we're making sure that we get it done week in and week out. Yeah. Again, it's that it's the full commitment. And honestly, I think the full commitment has made it easier to do a lot of these things. It does. It absolutely, that's a great point. Like, I I think if we were half-assed about it, it would be very difficult to have gotten any traction. Well, it's the same thing of like, you know, you've never really had a problem with this, but like going to the gym, right? Mm -hmm. If If you're half in and half out of the gym, you don't see the results that, that you want to see. You know, and you could be doing it for six months, right? Because you're never gonna you're 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 not gonna go to the gym one day, come home and be like, oh my god, I have a six pack. You That'd have to go. Cool. It'd be a fucking awesome. That'd be awesome. No, you got to go for like six months, a year before you start seeing real. That's not that's not exactly true, but if you want to see massive results, it's six months to a year. Yeah, you know, you'll see you'll see results in two weeks. You'll start to see a difference in your body, but. We all want the end product we all right want, away. We all so, want, yeah, we, we want... I know what you're saying. We want five years from now, now, mm-hmm. right? Um, but if you're half in and half out, 
and you're not really sticking to a training regimen and you're not really sticking to a schedule, it's very easy to fall out, not go for a week, go back for a couple of days, not go for four days. Why? Because you're not committed to it. Right. So I have a rule now and it served me pretty well. I don't go more than two uh, I don't go more than two days without working out. Oh. And whether that is a lift, a run, jujitsu, whatever the case may be. And it's gotten to the point where, like, I've been on my way back from Vermont and I've stopped out at, at a gym and and did a, an open mat for jujitsu to make sure that I didn't go past the two days. Huh. Wow. Yeah. That's dedication. It is. Because it's like I know... That that third day, that third day is where I start to slip. Mm-hmm. I know myself well enough now. Where the third day is where I start to go, uh, I'll go tomorrow. Yeah. I'll go tomorrow. No, I got you. I'll just go tomorrow, you know? so I get stuck in that, too. Justin just brought over some pretty nice bourbon. Yeah, man. At least it looks like it. I have not tasted it yet. It's heavenly. We got seven and eight left. I say let's try this bourbon. Let's do it. And then we'll get through seven and eight. Okay, sure. So I brought the Brothers Bond Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's a hand-selected batch. And it's distilled and crafted in the tradition of all great bourbons. All. All. I feel like that's a it's a bold statement, but that's fine. It's a bold statement, Cotton. Yeah. Cot, cot, cotton. Cotton. Jesus cotton. Christ. What the fuck did I just I don't say? Know. So there is a a bit of a paragraph on the back that I'll read it to you. Our brotherhood has led us right here with all of you. So I guess their brotherhood has led us here with all of you as well. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Honoring the distilling traditions of classic American bourbon, we carefully selected a four-grain mash bill of corn, rye, wheat, and barley. Our spirit is then skillfully cut into perfectly charred virgin white oak barrels aged slowly and well, creating the flavors and aromas that make our bourbon a perfectly balanced expression. Life is about experiences. Oh, I yelled life. Sorry about that. We cra- Life is about yeah. experiences. Life. <laughs> life is about experiences. We crafted this hand-selected bourbon in hopes that you may strengthen bonds with Oh, sorry. Let me let me read that again. Let me go. We crafted this hand-selected bourbon in hopes that you may strengthen bonds, both new and old. Reminisce, share, and enjoy all that it has to offer. Cheers, Ian and Paul. 40% alcohol by volume, 80 proof, 750 milliliters. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but seriously, please drink responsibly. So what I think is cool about this is that the... Uh, the dude from that show, Ian Summerhalder, Summerhalder, I don't know if I said that right. What he show? was in he was in the Vampire Diaries. Oh. Okay. He's very handsome. Okay. He was in a Netflix show that got canceled after one season, which was disappointing because it was pretty good. Okay. I can't remember what it was called. V Wars, maybe. It was. Yep. He was also in Lost for a little bit. Okay. But I've I've never watched any of those. That's you've never watched Lost? No. Okay. Well, we'll come back to that in a different point. But Brother's Bond is he and his brother made this. Okay, that's cool. My brother is the one that introduced me to this. Okay. So, bringing it full circle. Brother's on, brother's on, and then you brought it to your brother from another mother. That's right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I feel like one day we're going to have our own craft beer and our own bottle of bourbon. That'd be fucking dope. 
100%. But this bourbon, I think, in my opinion... Looks good, smells good. Is Might be one of the easiest bourbons that I've ever drank. Okay. So no. this is not your first experience with a Brothers Bond? No. Okay. No, this is, this is my second or third. Oh, boy. Mm. It's delightful. Wow. Just out of curiosity. Wow. How much, looking at the bottle, we've yeah, done this yeah, a couple yeah, times. How much, do this. Yeah. how much do you think it costs? Very curious, because the bottle itself is not, like, overly crazy, like some of the other stuff we've talked about. I like that it has, like, the old book feel in terms of coloring yes. and everything like that. But and sort of the tree of life on the front. Yep. That's really it, it is a very simple, it's very simple, right? It's it's not like, like uh, Basil Hayden's busy. Yes. Right? It's got like all the bells and whistles on the bottle. Yeah, this is straight. This looks like a man's bourbon. Hmm. Yeah, I would say so. It's very minimalistic. Yes. Here is the bottle. Yes. Here is your drink. Now do it. Consume. Bitch boy. Bitch boy. Would I you- would say... That is probably a $54 bottle of bourbon. $39. $39. We're like thrift store bar- bourbon guys. Apparently. I would be. What is like, what is the best, what's the best like $120 bottle of bourbon? Uh, I don't know. Let's find out. Let's ask. We should ask. Let's ask the people. If you guys know, hit us up on Instagram. Hell yeah. And let us know what you're, because cause I am... I am very curious to get a like a hundred and twenty, hundred and fifty dollar bottle. Yeah, let's get of, a nice bottle, a nice fucking bottle of bourbon that neither of us have ever tried before. Yeah, I would be very, very interested to see how it stacks up against Brothers Bond, which is very good, it's very, very good. drinkable. A uh, excuse me, uh, Basil Hayden, Hasiki. Like all of these ones that are fucking awesome that are mm. not that expensive. Hasiki's probably the most expensive one out of the, the the lower tier ones that we've had. I'm very is it is it head and shoulders above? Is it twice as good? Let's find out. I don't know. Let's find out. So we yeah, should. if you if you uh if you have any recommendations, let us know. We'll post it on Instagram too later. But Yeah, I'll post um I'll do a question. Hell I'll yeah. do a question on the story. Um yeah, I'll do a question on the story. All right, but what would you rate Brothers Bond? Because I, I can give you mine first. So I would rate this at least an eight. At yeah. least an eight. Yes. Um, It's just too drinkable to it's not. It's so fucking drinkable, yeah, dude. It's a problem. It's it's like velvet. It's vel- yeah, very, very silky. Smooth. Yes. There's no burn. No. No. There's zero burn. I, okay. Okay. And we do have we do have ice and a little bit of water in yes. there, but that's how we always drink it. For anybody that doesn't know, um, Justin actually prefers neat, but do, yeah. he always when he's here, he always does ice and a splash of water because that's how I like it. But I think this would be a great bourbon for somebody who is just starting out on bourbon. Oh, great point. Yeah, I agree. Hundred percent. Right? Yes. Cause this doesn't it's like it's like a it's like a um like a light American pale ale for somebody who's just starting out on beer. Yeah. It's very drinkable. It's light, it's 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 easy going down, it's not thick. It's inexpensive. And, and, and it's inexpensive. And, and it's inexpensive. It is not much cost to play the game. Now with that being said, 
I don't think that that devalues it on the rating scale at all. Oh no, 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 no. I was just, but I was to your point of being like a good first foray into this. Yeah. Like I think the price only helps. I agree. Oh yeah. Well, and the fact that I think it's good for novice bourbon drinkers. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. So I gave it an eight. What is your uh, non-rookie score? So here's what I'll say. The depth of flavor isn't really there. No. There's not there's not a bunch of there's not a bunch of notes and flavors and finishes and so on and so forth. It tastes like a straight up fucking Kentucky bourbon. A straight bourbon whiskey. That's what it tastes like. Yeah. With that being said, the drinkability and the flavor puts it at an 8.3 for me. 8.3. I love it. I would say the drinkability could be a 10. Drinkability is a 10. Like, it's, again, it's a problem. Drinkability is a 10. Yeah. We could kill this whole bottle tonight. Ooh, don't tempt me. And we could. Um, That's very good. Yeah, it's awesome. Very good. I'm glad you like it. Okay. Back to, to the book. Back to 25 hours a day. Number seven. Win the day back. Okay. Winning the day me- uh, back means you have the mindset that you figuratively start each day behind on the scorecard. Mm. Your immediate challenge is to pack as many achievements into today as you possibly can. Win the day back each and every day, and you won't have to worry about what the future holds. I like that, and that goes against kind of common knowledge in a way. I feel like you shouldn't start your day in the, in the hole, but it would make me work harder. If you're waking up feeling like you're in the hole. Yeah. Right? And you can get up, and I know it's something silly, but you can get up and you can make your bed. Mm-hmm. Or you get up and you do like we do. What's the first thing that we do? We go to the gym. Yep. That's an, that's a win for the day. That's an achievement for the day. And if you can stack up those little wins throughout the day, at the end of the day, when you get back to your accountability mirror, big-ass check. Big-ass check mark. I won the day back. Hell yeah. I like that. I like that one a lot. Okay, so I thought about it wrong off the jump, but now that we've talked about it, I feel better. Does that make sense? It does make sense now. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I and I agree because, again, I mean, it's, it's so important to start your day with a victory. Yes. But, again, I mean, it could be something as simple as making your bed. Could be something as simple as waking up when your alarm goes off. Fuck, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, don't hit snooze 20 don't times. Hit snooze. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Simple. Attainable. Simple. Attainable, for sure. Number eight. Go one more. Ah, he's got this tattooed on his forearm. Going one more means to never be satisfied with what you've done in the past. You should always keep pushing onwards and upwards no matter what. Go one more in whatever it takes to get one step closer to your goals. And I'll tell you how I've consistently implemented that mindset. You've done very well with this. I've done pretty good. I, you're not giving yourself enough credit, but I respect that. I'll give you a tangible uh, example of this. Yeah. Okay. When I first started running, if I was running two miles... And at 1.8, I was like, I want to quit. I ran three. Mm. I'm going to go one more. Yeah. You want to be a bitch? 
You want to complain? I'm gonna punish you. You want to think about quitting? We're fucking. So you know what happened? Honestly, in like a month, maybe two months, I stopped thinking about it because I was like, I, <laughs> I know, if I think about it, I'm gonna have to run an extra mile. I don't want to run an extra mile. Just don't fucking think about it. It's crazy how that works, right? It's crazy, dude. It's wild how how influenced the mind can be and how much control you have over that. Yeah it's, yeah, it's scary, almost, the amount of influence you have. But I think that might be my favorite thing that has come from Nick Bear. Is I the agree. Go one more. Go one more. Because it's it's so applicable to everything. And you can always do a little better. You can always go a little further. You can always push yourself that little bit more. Because when you say that you want to give up, that's your brain going, we're at, we're at, our, we're at our max. Well, what's just beyond that? What's one more step? It's two more steps. Very similar to the 40% rule by Goggins. Yeah. Yes. It's on the same, it's on the same road. Yeah. If I, if I was going to get a tattoo, I wouldn't get that. No, <laughs> no. That was, no. I that's, was gonna, also, that's also made him millions and millions, millions of dollars. Millions. Yeah. So I'd get that tattoo. Would you? <laughs> yeah, dude. If it was my slogan... Oh, okay. All right. If it was my thing. No, 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 no. I'm not going to get some okay. other. No, I was no, going to no. say. As much it. as I respect Nick Barron, I like it, and I dig it. Yeah. No, I would not get another guy's mantra tattooed on me. Fair enough. That's. No. I guess that's what I was saying. No, I would not. Okay. Absolutely not. Um, So I guess in, in, in conclusion, um, this book to me is very readable. Um, It's not excessively large. I love to the point. Get me to the point. Yeah, why am I here? Why am I State here? State your business and go. Yeah, and and we've talked about how a lot of authors can sort of you know if if you take if you just take any of these right you take become a learning machine, right? Yeah. It it doesn't feel like in that step there is this massive regurgitation of information where he's trying to say that again and again and again. It's readable. It's enjoyable. It's digestible. It's implementable. I dig it. And I think that, you know, the person that is trying to become more efficient, the person that's trying to become more disciplined, the person that's trying to reach the next level could read this book, take the steps, implement them, and it would help them on their path to achieving those things. That's awesome. And again, I mean, I did not read the book, but watching his YouTube channel and everything like that, I mean, that makes complete sense. And if you and if you don't want to read the book or you're like ah, I'm on the fence, again, like we said at the beginning, definitely check out his channel. It's um, it's pretty cool. It's good. Again, yeah, you can just, just see uh, this in action. Just go to YouTube and look up Nick Bear. Yeah, simple. Uh, N i c k, b a r e, b a r e, b a r e. Which we'll probably tag him in the Instagram post that when we when we, hell yeah, do this episode. Um. All right, you want to throw a little bow on it? Let's throw a bow. Let's wrap, wrap up this up. present. Mm. Justin. Up. Justin. Yeah. If they want to get in touch with you. If you want to touch me. I'll do it right now. Uh-huh. Well, no, you can't do it right here. You gotta How do, do they it. do it? You gotta, yeah, you got to do it on Instagram. Justin underscore DL project. I repeat, Justin underscore DL project. Can I give you a piece of information? Please do. Never say repeat. 
Never say repeat. No, it's always, I say again. I say again. And I'm going to tell you why. Tell me. Okay. In the Army. Yeah. You say repeat. Yeah. On the radio, a field artillery is going to send rounds to the exact place that they just sent rounds. Fuck. All right. Yeah. So it is, it is not. I say again. It is, I say again. Okay. Boom. Not, not repeat. Repeats in order to field artillery. I hope you know that's going to stick in my head for the rest of my life. (laughs) That's wild, right? Fuck. Yeah. So I never say that. I always say, dude, from the time I was a private, that got burned into my brain. So uh, even when people say something to me and I don't hear it, I say to them, say again. That's not, not, can you repeat what you just said? Say again. That is wild. So I say again. So I say again. My Instagram is Justin underscore DL project. I say again. (laughs) No, I'm not saying it again. Uh, If you want to get in touch with the podcast, we have some exciting things going on. Couple, yeah. Um, it is at the Do Life Project on both Instagram and TikTok. We also have our website up and running. Website. Uh, it's relatively bare bones, but it has all of the the links to our different social media platforms and listening platforms. Uh, we're super excited that we have the domain. And yeah, we have a designer lined up. So yep. it's just uh, it's just building it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just building it one step at a time. It exists. But it does exist if you want to go check it out. Uh, and then if you want to get in touch with me, I am at Joshua underscore does underscore life on Instagram, at Joshua does underscore life on the Twit machine. As always, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all of the support. We appreciate all of the reviews. If you're new here, if you haven't left a review yet, um, please, please do so. It really helps out the podcast, helps out Justin and I to, to build this. Uh, and if you have any feedback for us, let us know on Instagram, let us know, uh, on any of the, of the listening platforms that you're on and we do our best to, to implement those. Hell yeah. Yeah. We really appreciate all the feedback and, uh, just you guys listening. It's been a ton of fun and looking forward to more. Yeah. Until next time. Until next time. Try not to think about how you can't feel your teeth in your mouth. Bye. Bye.